a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as an elephant's And it looks like it's climbing clear up to the sky. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling Everything's going my way Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. It's 2021, and I am bringing you a great night of shows. that I bring it to you a day early since this episode focuses a little bit on Halloween, and it is Halloween today. So um, a fun episode of the Bing Crosby Show with a little bit of Halloween focus and, of course, the wonderful Dinah Shore is his guest. Uh, he was going to sing um, a few songs on here that are really nice, and he doesn't sing all that often. Paint the Clouds with Sunshine, he'll sing first. And then he's going to sing A Kiss to Build a Dream On. And he's going to uh, give a shout-out to Satchmo on that, because Satch does such a beautiful job with that. And it became popular again, uh, I believe, in the... Um, Sleepless in Seattle film or the one after that um, where they played A Kiss to Build a Dream on Satchmo's version of course uh, the other thing tonight uh, is when Dinah Shore shows up she's going to sing I Only Have Eyes for You it's a really nice beautiful rendition of the song I really enjoy Dinah tonight on this show more than I usually do she just she is a slick slick performer who does a really nice job uh, they're going to do a sketch called The Gambler's Downfall. Then uh, with Dinah, he sings Swanee River. And they're going to sing, of course, the Chesterfield jingle together. Um, then Bing by himself will sing The Morning Side of the Mountain with the Rhythm Airs. And uh, that'll close out kind of the show. Uh, over on the Tampa Times from October 31st, 1951, says, popular songstress Dinah Shore pulls double duty tonight as she co-stars with Jack Smith on the Jack Smith, Dinah Shore, Ginny Sims show as well, and then joins Bing Crosby's show as a special guest. The half-hour song fest will be presented in the traditional style of the season with Dear Bingle and his crew presenting the all-time favorites. Is what it says. So that's kind of cool. I always like it when we have a quote from back in the day. Following that will be another holiday theme show. We're going to have uh, the Railroad Hour with Gordon McRae, of course, and uh, it'll be Holiday Inn. So I'm excited to hear their version of Holiday Inn. That should be a lot of fun. And the sound quality of both shows is pretty good tonight. So I think you're in for some real enjoyment. So sit back and enjoy. Some of the greatest musical shows ever presented in radio history or probably in entertainment history. And we'll see you folks next time. Sound up, sound off, sound off for Chesterfield. Sing, Sandra, and Godfrey, too. Hope and Homo follow through. Lester and Alan, they all tell you. Sound off for Chesterfield. 
Sound off. For Chesterfield. Try a pack of Chesterfields. Do it. Today. Someone waits for me. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to the Bing Crosby Show for Chesterfield, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the Bears, and Bing's guest, Miss Dinah Shore. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this being National Apple Week, it gives me great pleasure to present our delicious master of ceremonies who tells jokes that are Pippins, your crunchy crooner, Bing Crosby. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ken. Apple Week or no. Apple Week or no, don't you be such a wine sap. Oh, no. <laughs> well, don't you be such a crab, Apple. Don't, don't get... Ooh. <laughs> don't you get saucy, either. Oh, no. I guess we've emptied the theater, haven't we? <laughs> still with us? Yes. Bing, you know, tonight is Halloween. I know it. Did you notice my costume? <laughs> You're a sage for the grand prize. <laughs> Frighten the kids from here to Vancouver. <laughs> I think so. Bing, I really get excited on Halloween. Oh, I, I go oh, way Oh, tonight's out. the night when hobgoblins and banshees prowl the earth. Banshees and hobgoblins. Why, and... sure. You know, weird sure. images and strange dancing figures come out of nowhere and frighten you in your own home. Aren't those ballets on TV murder? <laughs> Every night is Halloween on television. I'm all set, Ken. I'm all set for Halloween. What do you mean? Well, before I left for the broadcast, I took the front gate off the hinges. Mm. I put the port swing up on the roof. I soaked the windshield on Dixie Station Wagon and let all the air out of the tires. Now I let them come. <laughs> you didn't have to go to all that bother, Bing. Children aren't rowdies on Halloween anymore. Nowadays, it's just trick or treat. Kids have changed. Well, maybe kids have, but I haven't. I had more fun. <laughs> Boy, are you going to catch it when you get home. Uh-uh, I got a pass tonight. After all, it's Halloween. It's wonderful. It makes little boys of all of them. Oh, yes, sir. Well, I'll bet that right now, President Truman is soaping a big heart on Senator Taft's window. <laughs> And possibly Senator Taft is over at Blair House putting a tack on the piano oh, bench. <laughs> oh, Halloween is such fun. You know, Bing, mm. I, I, I think there's a lot of truth in this spooky stuff about Halloween. You know, witches and everything. Well, there sure is. Well, yes. When I came in the stage door tonight, I'll swear I saw a banshee. You, uh, you saw a banshee? Yes, sir. This was a regular banshee. <laughs> a real, honest-to-goodness banshee. Uh -huh. a, a little Irish character with a high-pitched voice. I didn't know Morton Downey was in town. <laughs> Probably just flew in by microwave. Why, yeah. Say, Ken, while we're still hot on the subject of the wailing of the banshee, I think I should sing Wait, something. I do yes, that, sir. Yeah. The, I note the opening number here is a thing called painting the clouds with sunshine. Painting the clouds with mm -hmm. sunshine. For this type of work, I use a brush with a handle three or four miles long. Let's start it when you pass me my palette. <laughs> Pretend I'm gay I'll never feel that way I'm only painting the clouds With sunshine When I hold back a tear Just to make a smile appear I'm only painting 
the clouds with sunshine Painting the blues, beautiful hues Colored with gold and old rose Playing the clown, trying to drown All of my woes Though things may not look bright They'll all turn out all right If I keep painting the clouds with sunshine Chesterfields today and get something no other cigarette has. Chesterfield mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. Over 1,500 prominent tobacco growers say Chesterfield's delightful aroma tells you that Chesterfield's smell milder and smoke milder. And one of the most famous industrial research organizations in the world reports, and I quote, of the leading brands smoked and examined, Chesterfield is the only cigarette in which members of the taste panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. Yep, smokers everywhere are finding out that Chesterfield mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste is what they want. How about you? Next time you buy cigarettes... Sound off for Chesterfield. Sound off for Chesterfield. Try a pack of Chesterfields. Do it. Today. Here's a wistful little song really have uh, considerable courage to attempt singing this after hearing Louis Armstrong's great record. But I must have material. Give me a kiss to build a dream on and my imagination will thrive upon that kiss. Sweetheart, I ask no more than this. A kiss to build a dream on Give me a kiss before you leave me And my imagination Will feed my hungry heart Leave me one thing before we part 
a kiss to build a dream on when I'm alone with my fancy Ladies and gentlemen, and now, here's a delightful task. Really a, a chore that I adore. One of the most charming and talented girls in show business, the Nashville Nightingale, Miss Dinah Shaw. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you, Bing, for that lovely introduction. How'd you ever think of Nashville Nightingale? It just came to me as you walked in. <laughs> so poetic. What's yeah. your favorite billing? I like to be known as the Tacoma Titmouse. <laughs> Before I forget I... it, Dinah, I want to tell you that I caught you on uh, Hope's television show uh, a couple of weeks ago. You were great. Oh. Dynamite, smashing. Thank you. Yes, you hey, on. wasn't it funny when Hope boxed with Jack Dempsey? I wonder if Bob's <laughs> got his breath back there. <laughs> Let's call him and find out, huh? Okay, I'll phone him. Listen in here, Dinah. Okay. Hardly worth it, I guess. Phone calls costing a dime now. Burst the charges. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hope's residence. Hello, Miss Hughes. This is Bing Crosby speaking. May I speak to Mr. Hope? Here he is, Mr. Crosby. <laughs> Why, he's still out of breath. Oh, no, that can't be Bob. Well, that ain't the super chief. <laughs> well, no wonder he's still winded. Jack Dempsey punched him in the tummy. Tummy? <laughs> You're going to call a vast expanse like that a tummy? <laughs> That's the South 40. About it. Bob was in pain. Certainly he was in pain. He got hit where it hurt, right in the money belt. <laughs> and you know something? What? Mr. Dempsey cut his knuckles. Yeah, well, it was probably on the coin changer. 
But enough of old sorghum sides, Dinah. Why don't you sing a song for the folks? Yeah, all right. Huh? What are you going to do? I only have eyes for you. Oh, one of my favorite songs. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Dinah Shaw, the Nashville Nightingale, singing I Only Have Eyes for You. Are the stars out tonight? I don't know if it's cloudy or bright. Because I only have eyes for you. But I can't see a thing in the sky Cause I only have eyes for you I don't know if we're in a garden Or on a crowded avenue You are here, so mine Maybe millions of people go by But they all disappear Say, Dinah, you just finished a picture over at Paramount, haven't you? That's right. Just finished a picture called Aaron Slick from Pumpkin Creek. Gosh, I should think a bright young girl like you would make a comedy. Well, um, Aaron Slick from Pumpkin Creek isn't exactly a streetcar named Desire. (laughs) This is amazing. I can't understand Paramount putting the Nashville Nightingale in such a picture as that. What kind of a picture do you think I ought to do? A western? No, you should do a southern. We could do a southern right now. All we need is a boy and a girl. That's us. Yeah. And a tobacco plantation and a steamboat and four or five miles of the Mississippi River with weeping willows dunking the tips of their branches therein mm-hmm. and some mint juleps with a couple of kernels dunking therein. We'll get my and, hand uh, right. Let's see here. A couple of half a dozen hound dogs and four or five hundred people to pick the tobacco. Well, gal, inasmuch as this isn't television, we are ready to go at a saving of millions of dollars. Uh, <laughs> you're so right, Bing. A play like this would be impossible on television. It may hit a few snags here, too. <laughs> What part do I play, Miss Dinah? Well, I think you ought to be a dashing adventurer. A man who tramples on ladies' hearts. In other words, a heel. (laughs) This will uh, strain my acting ability to the utmost. Because Mm -hmm. really, I'll force myself, though. Well, you'll make it. Gee, Miss Dinah, I can already pitch. (laughs) What do you mean? I pass. Dinah... Dinah, I can already picture you and me in this, in this play together. You and me down below the Mason-Dixon line. Will we have some chitlins? Oh, please, Mr. Crosby. We ain't even married no, yet. Hey, listen, will you set the scene, Mr. Carpenter? 
Certainly. Well, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present a drama of the Old South entitled The Gambler's Downfall. Or, when she saw the ace fall out of his cuff, she tore up her picture of Howard Duff. <laughs> the part of our heroine, the beautiful Southern Belle, will be played by Miss Dinah Shore. And Mr. Bing Crosby will play the part of a riverboat gambler. I will play the part of the colonel, and the part of the river will be played by Mr. and Mississippi. <laughs> great casting, great. Curtain, overture. That's an overture. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. My, this is a nice house you have. <laughs> Thank you, sir. My name is Honeysuckle Hyacinth, Nasturtium, Hollyhock, Oleander, Peony, Magnolia, Rose. Hmm. You have a nice garden, too. <laughs> a rose by any other name would be much shorter. <laughs> and what might your name be, stranger? I am Beauregard Sneed. <laughs> Here's my card, ma'am. Thank you. Why, this is the king of hearts. I'm a gambler, ma'am, both at the gaming tables and in the parlor. Oh, well, then come right in. You know, Miss Honeysuckle, you certainly look beautiful in your hoop skirt and your <laughs> pantaloons with the lace cuffs. I declare, you look mighty handsome in your pantaloons with the lace cuffs, too. <laughs> I'm very dressy. <laughs> Step right inside, Mr. Sneed. Thank you. You sure are a fine-looking gal, Miss Honeysuckle. Oh. Where'd y'all come from? I was bred in Nashville. Why, they certainly wrapped you in a nice loaf. <laughs> now, Mr. Sneed, don't matter, you huh? get fresh. I'll call my patty. Come here, girl. Why, Mr. Sneed. <laughs> I guess I won't call Pappy after all. <laughs> I have business with you, Pappy, gal. Oh, that can wait. Come here, Beauregard. Well, honey, suckle, hyacinth, holly, hot, Never lily. Never mind that. I'm a tiger lily now. <laughs> oh, come here, Beauregard. Oh, no. Pappy, oh, Pappy. Call me, honeysuckle. No, Pappy, that man called you. What man? That little old man way up yonder on the chandelier. <laughs> up oh, why, it's you. Beauregard Sneed from the riverboat. It ain't Aaron Slick from Pumpkin Creek. <laughs> Sneed, what are you doing in my house? I come to collect, Colonel. Pappy, you look upset. Is something wrong? Oh, plenty, honeysuckle. When I come down from Memphis on the riverboat last time, I played cards with this man, and he won the plantation. Why, Beauregard Sneed, you're a cad. And to think that not over a minute ago you stole a kiss from me. Well, you tried to steal it back. That's what you did. <laughs> Well, there's the riverboat whistle, Colonel. Now, if you just give me the deed to this here plantation, I'll be sure of an O. Oh, Beauregard, you can't take the plantation from Pappy and me. This is just plain hard business, Miss Honeysuckle. Oh, forget about business. Just look at me. Don't I look kind of pretty? You sure do, Honeysuckle. <laughs> you're downright ravishing. And that's a right <laughs> elegant strapless gown you're wearing. Oh, show enough? Shows plenty. <laughs> your arms around me, Beauregard. Okay. Now, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and put your head right here on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. This is living. Comfy. 
Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, daughter, as much as we need money, I must insist that you remove your hand from Mr. Sneed's pocket. <laughs> Thank you, Colonel. And might I have my diamond stick pinned back? Here you are, sir. Ouch, not back there. <laughs> Tell you what, Colonel, I'll make you a proposition. If you allow me Miss Honeysuckle's hand in marriage, I will take her on a riverboat with me and you can have your old plantation. You got yourself a deal, Beauregard. But, Beauregard, I can't leave the old plantation. Just look out the window there. Look at those plants swaying in the breeze. Mighty pretty. It's a field of that mild tobacco that I've got sold to the Chesterfield people. Well, say, what's that bush with the red berries doing out there in the tobacco field? Uh, that ain't a bush with red berries. That's Arthur Godfrey picking tobacco. Hey, that <laughs> I see Perry Como is toting the sack for him. Say, where's Bob Hope? Yeah. <laughs> He's over there laying in the corner. He still ain't got his breath back. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Well, Miss Honeysuckle, you coming with me on the river boat or not? No, Beauregard. As much as I love you, I just can't leave Pappy, and I'm staying right here on the old plantation. I gotta go, Miss Honeysuckle. I miss my boat. Oh, stay here with us, Beauregard. No, Miss Honeysuckle, I'm a gambling. As long as old man river rolls along, I just gotta roll everybody that gets on my boat. <laughs> well, I guess we'll never see things the same way. I reckon not. I guess we must go separate ways. Looks like. That's what it does. <laughs> I'm staying on the old plantation And I'm fixing to roam Sell tobacco to Chesterfield You'll be the richest gal in creation And you'll be in the old gambler's home El Rancho Vegas <laughs> I love tobacco leaves And I love aces up my sleeve I love each lovely plant my pappy grew I love dice that are loaded I love every stem and bud And I love blackjack drawn stud Three cheers for the red, white, and blue a tip for gentlemen that fail and a pick that cotton's thumb at the banjo Cause the old man of river well it just keeps a rolling along Oh that's a hudden comfort she's a hongin' for that old plantation Beat your feet on the Mississippi mud that muddy That's the last whistle I'm afraid I got to be shoving off Oh, but you can't just walk off Leaving me all puckered up like this Haven't you forgotten something? Mm, nothing I can think of Look at me now You sure you haven't forgot One little bitty old thing? Well, by golly, you're right I forgot the sound off for Chesterfield <laughs> Well, what are we waiting for? Sound off, sound off Sound off for Chesterfield 
deal. Well, get your money on the line for the cigarettes that'll suit you fine. Chesterfield now sets the pace with no unpleasant aftertaste. Mildness plus. No aftertaste. Mildness plus. No aftertaste. No unpleasant aftertaste in Chesterfield. That's right. From smart nightclubs to country stores, the folks are buying them more and more. And I tell everyone I meet that Chesterfield just can't be beat. Chesterfield. 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 Milder, 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 milder Chesterfield. That's right. So here's what we want you to do. Right now. Yes, here's what we want you to do. Right now. Sound off. Chesterfield. Sound off. Chesterfield. Try a pack of Chesterfields. Do it. Today! <laughs> the lovely melody, now with uh, a very tender lyric, I think. Morning Side of the Mountain is the title of this song. There was a girl, there was a boy. If they had met, they might have found a world of joy. But she lived on the morning side of the mountain, and he lived on the twilight side of the hill. They never met, and they never kissed. And they will never know what happiness they missed. For she lived on the morning side of the mountain. And he lived on the twilight side of the hill. For love's a rose that never grows without the kiss. Of the morning dew And every jack Must have a jill To know the thrill Of a dream that comes true And you and I Are just like they For all we know Our love is just a kiss away for you are on the morning side of the mountain And I am on the twilight side of the hill For love's a rose that never grows Without the kiss of the morning and every Jack must have a Jill To know the thrill of a dream that comes true And you and I are just like they For all we know, our love is just a kiss away and you are on the morning side of the mountain And I am on the twilight side of the hill
Thank you, folks, and thus endeth this evening's little cantata. Well... It only remains for me now to thank the lovely Dinah Shore for dropping in. I enjoyed it, Beauregard. I really did. Well, you're powerful sweet to say so, honeysuckle. <laughs> Who's going to be with you next week? Next week, Dinah, our program assumes a very serious character. An air of solemnity is going to prevail. Rigid decorum will be the keynote as we play host Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> can't be the same Martin and Lewis I know. Those is the boys, yeah. <laughs> Say, Dinah, this is National Apple Week, so as you go out the stage door, I want you to help yourself to an apple. There's a big basket of them there. Have one on me, huh? Thanks. I don't care for an apple right now, but have you got the money basket around? <laughs> now, nah, you're joshing me. You're funning with me, <laughs> yeah, ain't you? No, no. Well, I good night, honey. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Dinah. And remember, folks, Remember, folks, the next time you buy cigarettes, sound off for Chesterfield. Sound off for Chesterfield. Buy a pack of Chesterfields. Do it. Today. The Bing Crosby Show, presented by Chesterfield, was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guests... Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Truth is the free world's most deadly weapon against communism. Join the crusade for freedom and help build more freedom stations for Radio Free Europe. Send your contribution to your local crusade committee or to General Clay, Empire State Building, New York City. Transcribed. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. And here comes our star-studded show train. Tonight, the Association of American Railroads brings you Paramount Pictures' great Irving Berlin musical success... Holiday Inn, starring Gordon McRae and his guest from the Metropolitan Opera, Dorothy Kirsten. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another thrilling musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads, the same railroads that bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is our star, Gordon McRae. Marvin Miller, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, sir, Dorothy Kirsten and I have a wonderful invitation for you. It's inscribed with the musical magic of Mr. Irving Berlin, and you're all invited. Happy holiday! Happy holiday! Burden down 
down with trouble If your nerves are wearing thin Park your load down the road And come to Holiday If the traffic noise affects you Like a squeaky violin Kick your cares down the stairs And come to Holiday Happy Holiday Happy Holiday Happy Holiday Thank you. Can you tell me where I can find the owner of Holiday Inn, Mr. Jim Hardy? Uh, my best friend. He's a wonderful guy, really. Uh, would you tell him that Linda Mason is here to see him? Oh, he'll be delighted to see you. I know, because I'm Jim Hardy. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> oh, what a darling place. Yeah, sure is. Built by a fellow who was too lazy to work 365 days a year, so he decided to open an inn that would run only on holidays. Brilliant idea, don't you think? Dreamed up by this brilliant friend of yours, Jim Hardy. Yep. <laughs> but tell me, what are you doing way up in the wilds of Connecticut on Christmas? Oh, I heard about Holiday Inn, and I wanted to see it. Well, I'm afraid it's not open yet. I spent all my money on lumber, and I couldn't talk any performers into working up here for nothing. Oh, I'd perform for you for nothing. Oh, what do you do? Oh, sing a little and dance a little. Well, come on over to the piano. You know, I've written special music for each holiday, and this sort of gives me a chance to keep a little promise I made to myself. I said I was going to sing this song at the end of the night, and it looks like I'm going to. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know prompt you. Oh 
a lovely song. Say, you're hired. We'll have our grand opening New Year's Eve after all. Uh, by the way, there's only one proviso in this verbal contract. Do you ever hear of Ted Hanover? Famous dancer? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems every time I find a girl, she's suddenly the only girl in the world for Ted Hanover. <laughs> so I, uh, I just want you to steer clear of Mr. H. Don't worry. You know, Linda, it's beginning to look like a happy, lovely New Year. Man, oh man, the place is packed. Oh, who said Holiday Inn wouldn't work? Ready for your number, sweetie? Sure, look at the clock. My goodness, 11.59. Ta-ta, old year. Ha, <laughs> it's almost time. Practically straight up. One minute to midnight, one minute to go, one minute to say goodbye before we say hello. Let's start the new year right, twelve o'clock tonight, when they dim the light, let's begin. Watch the old year die with a fond goodbye, and our hopes as high as a car. How can your love go on if we start the new? Happy New Year, Linda. Happy New Year, Jim. I'll see you out on the floor. All right. Hey, little lady, will you dance with me? I beg your pardon, Mr. Hanover. Oh, you're Ted Hanover. Yeah, my dancing partner left me, so I'm slumming in the hayloss of Connecticut. Come on, let's dance. Oh, Mr. Hanover, I can't. The music, music, please. Oh, please, Mr. Hanover, but it's, it's in my contract. I, I, I just, I just can't. Over in a new partner. Ladies and gentlemen, I... Uh... Oh, you surprised us all, Mr. Hardy. Imagine letting us see Ted Hanover and his new partner. Well, here we go again. Oh, oh where am I? Oh, good morning. Oh, Morning. You're at Holiday Inn, Ted, and the holiday is over. Oh, no. Look, Jim, something happened last night. I met a girl, and I've got to have her as my dancing partner. Girl? Girl? Yeah, everything was so blurred in the New Year's Eve excitement, I, I didn't even get her name. I, Jim, you've got to help me out. Who was she? Who? Oh, I, I think I remember. It must have been that girl with an evening gown on with a belt in the back. Yeah, it built just like a girlfriend of mine, Miss Consuela Schlepkiss. <laughs> I remember Consuela used to play the pinball machine down at the corner drugstore. High man, three weeks in a row. Oh, no. Hey, look, wait a minute. She'll be here at Holiday Inn the next time you're open. She will? Sure, sure. When's the next holiday? Let me see, January, January, nothing more than January, February. February 12th, Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> I'm sure to find her here then. Oh, Mr. Lincoln... 
Why was you born? You decent, Linda? Can I come in your dressing room? Come in, Jim. <laughs> Happy Lincoln's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Say, Linda, I've decided our number will go better if we do it in blackface. Oh. What's the matter with that? Well, for a month and a half, I've been dreaming about how pretty I was going to look tonight. Now, sweetheart, you'll have plenty of times to be pretty. Here, I'll help you put it on. I, uh, I broke in as a boot black, you know. Uh, nobody's going to recognize me. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? <laughs> Come in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Holiday Inn salutes the 12th of February. Jim's blasted holidays. Huh? When? When? Day after tomorrow's another holiday? <laughs> well, sure, sure, I'll stick around. Happy Valentine's Day! in just a moment. A basic part of America's richly productive economy is the nation's transportation system, the biggest and most efficient in the world. 
For over the myriad arteries of our many forms of transportation flow all the things we need and use at home and at work. And forming the foundation of this great transportation network are our railroads, operating thousands of trains over some 400,000 miles of track, extending into every section of the country. Carrying the very lifeblood of our commerce, these railroads are doing the biggest and most essential of all transportation jobs. According to calculations of the Bureau of Transport Economics and Statistics of the Interstate Commerce Commission, which take account of both tons loaded and distances hauled, railroads are moving more tons of freight more miles between our cities than all other forms of transportation combined. Last year, for example, railroads produced nearly five times as much interstate freight transportation service as all the motor trucks in the country. Unlike other transport agencies, railroads provide an all-commodity, all-season, and continent-wide service. And it's done with an economy in the use of manpower, fuel, and materials, which no other form of transportation offering anything resembling a general and all-round service even approaches. Yes, America has a great transportation system, a system in which no other medium of transport, nor all of them combined, can take the place of railroads in doing the essential transportation job that our industry, agriculture, and commerce need in time of peace and must have in time of national emergency. Railroads are and will continue to be the transportation cornerstone on which is built the amazingly productive economy of our nation. Here is Act Two of Paramount Pictures' Holiday Inn, starring Gordon McRae as Jim Hardy and Dorothy Kirsten as Linda Mason. Oh, Jim, the inn looks so romantic with all those Valentine hearts. Well, I I posed for those cupids myself. (laughs) Here's something for you, Linda. Oh, Jim, it's the most beautiful valentine. I've never seen such a big heart. Well, go on, open it up. Why, it's music. Yes, sir, dedicated with love to Miss Linda Mason. Read what it says. Be careful. Please be for 
why do things like this always have to happen to me? Oh, lady, lady, where have you been? I've been looking for you since New Year's Eve. For me, Mr. Hanover? Sure, sure. You're my new dancing partner. Where would you like to go? Havana, Rio, Hollywood, huh? Oh, I'd like to stay right here at Holiday Inn. Well, you can be here for the holidays and be my partner between times. Oh, I'll make you famous. Jim? Oh, go ahead. I don't want to hold up your career. But come home soon, huh? Straight wire to Mr. Jim Hardy, Holiday Inn, Midville, Connecticut. Regret booking in Florida for our new act makes it impossible to be there for Washington's birthday. See you Easter. Beth, Linda. Wire for Mr. Jim Hardy. Thank you. Oh, fine. Regret booking in New York makes it impossible to get there for Easter. Well, by golly, if she won't come here, I'm going there. Hello, Linda. Jim. Oh, Jim. I couldn't spend another holiday without you, honey. Would you uh, take Marm and join me for the day? Will I? You know, Fifth Avenue is the only place to spend Easter anyhow. Come on. Parade's ready to start. Never saw you look quite so pretty before Never saw you dressed quite so lovely what's more I could hardly wait to keep my feet this lovely morning and my heart beat With all the frills upon it, you'll be the grandest lady in the brought Mr. Dunbar to Holiday Inn, Jimmy Boy. He's one of Hollywood's top directors, and he's offering all of us the opportunity of our lifetime. It does sound awfully good, Jim. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Mr. Dunbar. Well, the whole idea of Holiday Inn would make a wonderful picture, Hardy. And we'd like to star this sensational new dance team, Hanover and Mason. Now, you see, he didn't even give you top billing. Oh, come on, Jimmy Boy. How about it? We're all heading for Hollywood, the land of milk and honey. 
No, no, I'd like to keep this little place just the way it is, Ted. Oh, no, you're not going to be selfish and keep Linda from getting a big break, are you? Okay. Take the place. Take the idea, take the music, take the whole darn thing. But what about you, Jim? They want you to write the music. I'll send it to them. But I'll work here. Is that the deal you wanted? Or should I have thrown in my shirt, too? Dear Mr. Dunbar, I just finished the last of the Holiday Inn songs. It's one for Thanksgiving. And here it is, turkey time, sure enough. I've made a record of this little hunk of cranberry sauce. I pause in this letter to give it another spin, just to make sure all the notes are in the right place. I've got plenty to be thankful for. Are you kidding? I haven't got a great big yacht to sail from shore to shore. No, still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. You're really loaded, Dad. I've got plenty to be thankful for. Like what? No private car, caviar, no carpet on the floor. Still, I've got plenty to be thankful for. Who is this boy? I've got eyes to see with. You need glasses. Ears to hear with. Arms to hug with. Lips to kiss with. Someone to adore. You're a little flat, too. Oh, how could anybody ask for more? The needs are small. I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, sing it, kid. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I've got plenty to be thankful for. By gosh, I'm not going to send this record to Hollywood. I'm going to send me. Quiet! Quiet on the set, please. All right, Miss Mason. We'll take the final shots in the set of Holiday Inn. Now, I think you have the mood. Your Hollywood success was empty. You've lost the one man you love. You know, the usual hope. All ready for rehearsal? Let's shoot it, please. All right. It's a take. Lights up on the Christmas tree and dolly in for a close-up of this Linda Mason, alone in Holiday Inn. Ready? Roll on. pretty lady. Oh, Jim, take me back to the real Holiday Inn. For every holiday? Every one. Every holiday of the year. <laughs> Not to mention all the wonderful days in between. May your day be merry and bright. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Dorothy Kirsten will be back in just a moment. Our thanks to Tony Barrett, Forrest Taylor, and our entire company. Holiday Inn was dramatized for the Railroad Hour by Lawrence and Lee. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by the American Railroads. America's steel industry is operating at record levels, turning out more steel than any other country in the world. But today there's a serious shortage of scrap, which makes up about half the content of new steel. Every business and industry can help keep the nation's steel production high by searching out every extra pound of iron and steel scrap of all kinds and starting it toward the mills through a scrap dealer. The railroads, for years one of the largest sources of scrap metal, are also intensifying their efforts to turn still more scrap back to the steel industry. And here again is lovely Dorothy Kirsten. train next week, Gordon. Well, Rosemary, and guess who our guest is? Dorothy Kirsten. Gee, how'd you get her? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Dorothy. All aboard. Well, sir, it looks as though we're ready to pull out. And so until next week, this is Gordon McRae saying goodbye. <laughs> Holiday Inn was presented through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, whose current release is Submarine Command, starring William Holden, William Bendix, and Nancy Olson. Gordon McRae can soon be seen in Warner Brothers' Starlift. Our choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is prepared and conducted by Carmen Dragon. This is Marvin Miller saying goodbye until next week for the American Railroad. Now keep tuned for your Monday night of music on NBC. Proceeding was transcribed. Next, it's the telephone hour on NBC.